Hello everyone. This is Akanksha and this is Arzu and we welcome you to the second episode of Atypical Avocados. Eid Mubarak everyone. So Akanksha, that meant you had a long weekend off from work. How was that for you? Dude, we really needed this weekend. So we did a lot of relaxing. We cooked a lot of food. We just binged a lot on Netflix and Prime. Sounds like everyone we know every day of this lockdown. But what have you been watching these days? So my brother and my bhabhi they're rewatching Seinfeld. So I am forced to you know watch Seinfeld for the first time. And honestly, it's a really good series. I tried to watch it, but never got into it. I'm more of a Friends person. So is everyone except my brother, I think. <laughs> What have you been watching? It only took me two and a half months, but I have finally finished The Office for the first time ever. Wow! Now you're gonna get all the Jim and Pam references that I make. Yeah, finally. But I'm still a Monica and Chandler person. Okay, bro. <laughs> What else do you do? So my brother's really. to live sports and there hasn't been anything recently and this week the yeah. german yeah so the german league bundesliga started so he was quite excited about that and i had to end up watching it with him <laughs> finally people can stop watching espn classics and these old cricket matches yeah but it was a different experience in the sense that they put recordings of the crowd you know the crowd that chants in the stadium because nobody is watching it right now uh-huh. so that makes me wow. think how has the entertainment industry been coping with covid you know it's really interesting that you mentioned in this uh, just yesterday i was reading somewhere that in 2019 this sector reached 26 billion dollars over the last 5 years you know wow. they had a growth rate of 11.5% mm-hmm. while our country's gdp has grown only at a rate of 7.2% yeah the industry was really booming but because of covid the revenue is expected to reduce by 16% this year which is why in today's episode we will try to understand the further more importantly how the entertainment industry is going to move forward let's welcome our guest for today akhila anil she has been working in the entertainment industry for 4 plus years previously she has worked in the artist management and music marketing space and now she's working at book my show heading social media for live events hi akhila how you been Hi, I'm good. Just stuck at home and a little bored. It sucks to be doing work from home every single day, so that's a little boring. But I think there's a lot of shit happening, so quite occupied. Yeah, I think everyone's going through that. But anyway, thanks a lot, Akhila, for being here and you know taking the time out to talk to us. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I heard your first podcast yesterday, first episode. I'm sorry, and it was great, guys. I mean, it's really exciting that you guys have started this. And I, I mean, I've known Arzu for so long. I never thought she'd be doing a podcast. and it's it's really cool yeah even akasha and i had no idea that we would be doing this at some point in our yeah. life yeah <laughs> but it's a lot of fun so anyway you know coming to the topic of discussion in hand the way i see it there are mainly two distinct categories in the entertainment industry right yeah uh, the first being at home consumption which is basically all your tv shows gaming streaming media and the yeah. other category is uh, out of home consumption which essentially includes you know movies live events theme parks and i can you know keep going on so yeah. because of the lockdown 
and uh, social distancing obviously the at home consumption category has increased while the out of home consumption category has you know witnessed a dramatic fall right so my first question to you akila would be that what has the impact of covid been on each of these categories oh that's a tricky one the work i've done has always been in out of home entertainment at least okay. pre covid that was the situation at home entertainment my experience was pretty much coming home and binging on netflix and that's it <laughs> i don't spend a lot of time doing anything else uh, in terms of at home entertainment before covid but yeah i mean to come to your question when it comes to out of home entertainment the change is drastic it's completely gone on a big pause pre covid in fact live events was specifically in india it was an extremely fast growing economy and i mean in the last 10 to 5 years we've done really really cool things i mean last year alone there was russell peters aziz ansari cirque du soleil peppa pig nba u2 so many things like and there was so many in the pipeline as well like trevor noah was supposed to come down this year khalid was yeah yeah you I also mean, did a in uh, the first nba game in mumbai right Yeah yeah that happened last October and these are such iconic things and you know it was going at such a great pace and last year in the second half alone we saw such good stuff and so many new events were announced and then it suddenly just went on a pause like it was like a dead pause and nobody knew what was going to happen yeah. uh, now if you ask me when it's going to come back i think it'll take anywhere between 18 to 24 months till be a full fledged back okay i mean there are gigs even now happening like keith mm. urban had a concert i think last week there was some other wow. dj doing a drive in concert in florida there was so many like we are i mean obviously we are tracking these news when it comes anywhere in the world even if it's a small concert and we are hearing things about certain concerts that were supposed to be you know 2000 people or 1000 plus people and they brought it down to 200 people and everybody's oh, wow. temperatures checked to the entrance <laughs> and everybody had to wear masks it's a completely new thing and i don't think anybody yeah. can really predict it at least at book my show everyone's fully focused on trying to adjust to the new normal and trying to plan for the future like future proofing the business in the right sense i guess try to see what's more innovative and things like that Yeah, it's really interesting that you know you say this. So building on this further, so what according to you is the new normal when it comes to out of home consumption space? I think for businesses the new normal is to find innovative ways to make the digital experience greater and you know find interactive formats. I think people still need the human connect and that's what's missing when it comes to this entire era of events whether it's right. concerts Theatricals or anything. I think it's on a good pace because in April when we started out, everybody was going on Instagram doing their live sessions, whether it was for two minutes, twenty minutes, or two hours. People were just yeah. doing their yeah. thing, and it was fun. They were either jamming to their own music, or they were listening to someone and reacting to it, or they were randomly having a conversation with a friend. I don't know. Suddenly, everyone was so confident and out there. Yeah. and at least uh, even business wise book my show was doing a hell lot of events on instagram and instagram live had become like the key thing that everyone like at 7 o'clock everyone's already you know checking checking the gram <laughs> to see all our live which artist is live yeah. uh, and the artist really killed it like pratik who had i think went live around four times a month and the first time he went live the numbers were insane but also you have to understand that now it's not a three city tour it's the same audience Everyone. that is yeah. right? and yeah. it's almost global like someone sitting in the us can watch him sit and play in his house and that's great and that's what digital stuff does and but also you had to bring in some new factor i mean it can't right. be the same thing again and again 
Yeah. So I think when March started, Facebook had announced that they were going to do a beta version, and you know, independent artists will get an opportunity to have these. It's it was not like everybody could go live, but yeah. these people could go live and get paid. I mean, there was some kind of monetization factor included. I mean, so slowly, slowly, everybody started adapting. Like even Book My Show, who was a complete out-of-home entertainment platform or brand, we started a new vertical called Buzz, which was about entertainment news. And we had something called Watch Guide, which was all about OTT content. Okay. Uh, and we even launched a live event platform on the app where, you know, digital concerts could be launched or ticketed and things like that. But yeah, I mean, every month we've seen some of the other progress worldwide, I think in May or uh, in the first week, I think. Travis Scott went live on Fortnite and I don't know if you guys caught it. It was like, it was something else. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And I don't think anybody had witnessed something like that till that happened. And it happened in the first week of May. And I don't think anybody else has caught up till now. People are really kicking it up. It's really cool. So uh, I have a question here, right? Um, maybe digressing a little bit. So what is the difference between attending a virtual, you know, Instagram live concert versus just watching a pre-recorded video on YouTube of a live concert. Because there's still a very fresh aspect to it, I guess. I mean, watching them live is still a different experience because it's a lot more interactive. You can see what the other fans are commenting on real time. A certain artists are even interactive. Like they end up reading the conversation and replying to you. They ask you which songs you want. At least on Instagram live, I've seen several of the artists do that. There's also that exclusivity factor. I mean, there is always content that you can go back to and watch. But live events, I think the whole experience is like different obviously it doesn't match up the real deal but i think Mm -hmm. under the current situations it's something we can definitely be happy about i think music is all about you know bringing people together and you feeling that you're a part of something bigger Bigger than than you yeah and it's not just music the thing is uh even even comedy even theatricals like we had a few artists who came and read a few monologues or you know they enacted a few scenes or they uh there was one particular artist uh I remember she came, she gave a class about how to script for a theatrical play and how to do voice modulations and stuff. And this is not stuff we used to see out there in the market before. People are getting really innovative with their ideas or even marketing themselves or even using their skill sets. Like people are really killing it. That's amazing. Yeah, Akhila, it's really great that you mentioned how businesses have reinvented themselves in a really short time. Like y'all were doing live shows and y'all have shifted and adapted really quickly to the situation that was on hand. There are so many webinars happening. There are Zoom uh, gym sessions happening. And it's great to see the transition. Yeah, in fact, you know, I attended my first ever product con, which took place in San Francisco last Wednesday. and the experience was great. I mean, it was as good as, you know, being present there physically. So, Akhila, our next question would be that, you know, what are the key advantages and challenges you foresee in transitioning from this physical to a virtual setup? There are a lot of positive and negative things. I think the major con is, as I said before, is the lack of human connect. But I mean, that is also very subjective. It just depends from industry to industry, I guess. Certain things are really, really helpful when it's digital, like music uh, show or maybe a comedy gig and things like that. But I, again, I think I'm wrong at the comedy gig factor because I've heard a lot of comedians say that they feed off the audience. They feed off the encouraging reactions or 
you know whether if someone yeah. is not liking the joke and things like that i think those things it depends on the talent or on the person i mean by talent i mean by on the artist yeah um so i was saying that it it varies in different industries like even for musicians uh, in the beginning the interest and the excitement and how audience oh my god the minute they would see an artist name they were like oh it's done like i can't wait this is my weekend plan now the excitement has gone down like people want something new they want to see if there is anything special in it but you know in general i think we're seeing a lot more encouraging responses from audience because people are open to paying for content that is even slightly unique like collaborated with live nation who's an international uh, iconic agency and we've collaborated with them on different artists that are going live on our facebook as well as our live platform and it's cool to see spanish artists singing not hindi not english their <laughs> own native languages and still tickets are selling and people are buying merchandise and things like that from india so it i think it's an encouraging response in general yeah. um so the second thing that uh, second highlighting factor is cost obviously cost yes production cost is not there now you can just sit and go live from your house but like i said times are changing now people are getting a little bored of people randomly just going live i mean they don't want to pay tickets for it they don't mind seeing that on their instagram live but they don't want to register for it and get updates and then pay a ticket and from an audience point of view yes of course they're paying much much lesser than how much they would have paid for a live concert but from a production aspect now since the requirement is more i think more artists are looking at how to make their sessions cooler and what new things can they do like i said travis scott went uh, live on fortnite the tech he used definitely cost way more than a concert we put up in india <laughs> yeah so cost is definitely a very key factor and if you don't want to spend a lot there are a million options but if you really want to stand out from the crowd i think tech plays a bigger role and i think cost will slowly be factored into that so just to summarize right what i understand from this is that obviously you're able to reach out to a larger audience globally and you're able to get like international artists now also the way you're spending your money right now has probably changed from you know the logistics cost has reduced while maybe you're investing more in technology to better the experience obviously there is still a lack of human connect and you know we need to sort of figure out ways to uh, do that better yeah That sums it up. Like Akansha mentioned, the way you know you're using your money has changed. Obviously, you have a difference in the way advertisements are going out right now. You don't have concerts and billboards and advertisers coming in. So, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean there is a significant change in the approach from the artists itself. Beginning of the lockdown, artists really wanted to go live on their own platform. They thought that that will help them amplify, you know, their base, and which is right. And they're talking to their own audience, which is great. But now people are reaching out saying that okay, yeah, I want to do a proper event and I want to market it for a significant amount of time. I want to see how the momentum is gathering over period. Like I want to see how many tickets we can sell. Obviously, before the the advertisement was mainly a lot of digital ads, but also posters. and banners and newspaper ads and a lot of things i mean obviously this is very subjective for some of the categories that we talk about it it doesn't involve this but still these are all cost involved advertising factors and now all that has gone down and the main focus is on flyer spending on yeah. but also being conscious about the money they're spending in general none of us have heard this sound in such a long time <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so, so we cannot end this discussion on the entertainment industry in India without talking about the IPL, which is valued at a humongous $6.7 billion. Oh, good life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and not just that, I think India in general, you know, we've seen a huge boom in live sports suddenly. There is Kabaddi, there is mm-hmm. ISL. So what are your views on the future of live sports? I know for a matter of fact that NBA has already announced that they intend on, you know, starting their sessions. They're just looking for a place large enough to host uh, the players and their families so that everybody's safely quarantined the same way. I know BCCI has uh, announced that IPL also is looking at being active again and they're also again uh, coming up with a bunch of rules and figuring out how to how to go ahead with IPL like in even before the lockdown I had heard talks about the entire IPL being just telecasted on Hotstar or something like that as in there won't be any audience in at the game in the field yeah yeah closed door matches closed door matches yeah so uh I think we'll probably go back to starting with closed door matches and then having like half the capacity or quarter of the capacity. And I, yeah, I think it'll be one step at a time and we'll have to wait and see. Talking about cricket, Akhila, uh, do you remember Arzu being the uh, vice oh, captain no. of Oman cricket oh, team? Oh my God. <laughs> highlight, of, highlight of high school and early college years. I used to love watching her. She was really good at it. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. For everyone else, I think you should definitely like look for this YouTube no. video of ours. We're giving the <laughs> man of the match interview. What was that? Oman I'm sure there? I can dig up a few old videos and photos. I'll send it to your country. No. <laughs> wow. No, no. I look forward to this. <laughs> Nobody needs to look for that. Please don't. Thank you so much, Akhila, for being here and entertaining us today. Get it? Get it. <laughs> entertainment industry mm-hmm. back panazu <laughs> but really thank you so much for being here and giving us so much information on what is going on in the entertainment industry and also what to look forward to yeah for sure man this was really cool fun and i don't think i've spoken so much about my job to anyone so thank you for listening and i hope to hear more of your content online yeah we have an exclusive from the entertainment industry <laughs> Thanks again, Akila. Okay, wow. That was an interesting conversation with some key takeaways on out-of-home consumption of entertainment. Absolutely. But you know, there has been a significant rise in the in-home consumption sector as well. So Netflix was expected to have around 8.8 million new subscribers in the first quarter this year. But instead, they have around 15.8 million new subscribers. Yeah, because they were able to put out trending stuff like Tiger King, that is because they had backed up content available for them to put out in such a time and make use of people being at home. Yeah, but on the other hand, Indian TV industries, <laughs> we're just playing Ramayana and Mahabharat on like three different channels at the same time. Oh yeah, I have ended up watching Ramayana and Mahabharat start to finish with <laughs> my grandparents. So I think innovation and content creation is going to be really key for uh, the future. And with social distancing, at least in the near future, you know, we'll be using more animations and VFX as well. But also, lots of movies have been released directly on streaming services because theatres are shut. 
Universal Studios started this trend by releasing Trolls World Tour online. And this is very beneficial for them because they basically cut off the middlemen, which is the movie theater in this case. So that's just more revenue for them. Yeah, and there was also the controversy surrounding that movie with Amitabh Bachchan and Ayushman, Gulabo Sitabo, right? It was supposed to release in theaters, but they decided to go with Amazon Prime and release it there early next month. Yeah, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon, even after the theaters open back up, because it's just essentially more revenue for the studios. Yep, like any other industry, the entertainment industry is also adapting and reinventing itself to survive in the new world. Technology and digitization are playing a vital role in this process. And basically, being virtual is here to stay. Uh, oh, oh. So Akansha, since the lockdown has started, what is one activity that you've been doing more now than you have ever before? Uh, let me think. I think I'm going to go with beating your ass in Ludo. Okay, goatee queen, just calm down. <laughs> During this lockdown, people have actually been video calling 1000% more than they were before. Oh my god. Actually, I'm not surprised, you know, considering we are the biggest consumers of WhatsApp video calls. Yeah, we are big contributors to this thousand percent. There's a fact that you didn't need to know. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us on today's episode. A big thanks to our guest Akhila for taking the time out to be here with us today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on all your podcast listening channels at Atypical Avocados. We would love to hear your feedback. So do drop us an email at atypicalavocados at gmail.com. No luck getting the domain yet. (laughs) Be safe, everyone. Stay home and see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm going to go do my three favorite things. Have coffee, eat guac, and binge Netflix. Oh, I thought you were going to say beat me at Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay, bye, guys. Woo!